Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Shea. And I'm Ben Peltier. It's not unusual to have films and film festivals on a variety of topics. Love, war, history, silent movies, to name just a few. But you might be surprised at the subject of a film festival that's showing at the Hong Kong Arts Center right now. It's dedicated entirely to bicycles and bicycling. Mm. And in our studio, we'll have music from pianist Chen Sa, who this week will perform as part of the Hong Kong International Chamber Music Festival, piano versions of Gershwin's American in Paris, Dukas' Sorcerer's Apprentice, and Wagner's Ride of the Valkyries. First, though, architect, designer, and artist Lo Chi Wing grew up in Hong Kong, but now lives in Athens, Greece. He received his master's degree in architecture from Harvard University and has managed to build a formidable reputation for furniture and design even in Italy. An exhibition at the Kwai Fong Heng Gallery shows him revisiting a series of drawings of imaginary objects he did 20 years ago and turning them into real three-dimensional artifacts. When you present sculpture, you'll be judged as a sculptor. When you present architecture, you'll be judged as an architect. There's no excuse that because I'm an architect, I do bad sculpture. Born in Hong Kong, Lo Chi Wing studied architecture at the University of Toronto and later obtained a master's degree in the subject from Harvard University. He also received the best thesis prize. For a while, he taught at Syracuse University in New York. But in 1990, he moved to Greece with his Greek architect wife, Pelagiota de Vladi. They opened a design studio together. In the mid-1990s, he began collaborating with an Italian furniture brand, Giorgetti, to design and produce furniture. His works were exhibited in the Greek Pavilion at the Venice Biennale in 1991, and also in the Milan Triennale in 1996, as well as serving as a visiting critic in different universities in Greece and elsewhere, he is also an active practitioner, known for integrating architecture interior and furniture design for projects in Milan, Athens, Istanbul, Beirut, Dubai and Beijing. He began making sculptures in 2010. I think also living in Athens is one example um, you can consider my recent background. Um, it makes you very humble because with the corporates up on that level being achieved 2000 500 years ago, the level of refinement compared to what we have, we, we, we feel so insufficient. And I think that modesty uh, continues to carry on uh, with the fact that uh, we are just far from before the kind of quality of workmanship, the, the, the kind of vision we have. We are, we are changing so much from, from that time. In the current exhibition at Kwai Fong Hing Gallery, Vision of a Civilization, he reveals his hope and dream for an imaginary culture through a series of sculptures first conceived 20 years ago. The nine pieces are three-dimensional realizations of a series of drawings he presented in his first solo exhibition, Landscapes and Objects in Stuttgart in 1992. I remember I was very moved by the fact that after so many years that I see them in three-dimensional. It, it was a, a great fulfillment. It is called Vision of a Civilization. And it encompasses uh, an ideology um, from this sculpture because together they form a coherent vision about 
things that I believe should have in a civilization, the quality of life, um, quality of thought. I often long to go to Zhu, an unreachable realm where pace had no pressure of haste. It was where time could not find us. A step was always hidden in time, neither could death find us. Timelessness is a theme that I always work with. It's a very philosophical theme because it deals with uh, an element which human beings have no control of. Lo says that in making his sculptures, he considers himself an archaeologist of the future. He believes an object can encompass three domains of time, the past, the present and the future. From this perspective, the objects can give the vision of a civilization. Past, present and future fused seamlessly in the distant province of Kale. Most intriguing, everything there had a poetic tension between long and unknown, real and imagery, familiar and animatic. At about six o'clock before sunrise, I'll put a white piece of paper in front of me and ask myself, what do you want to see? Now you're an archaeologist, what do you want to date? You believe archaeology of the future will only find plastics or computer chips left over? Not necessary. Archaeology of the future can find all the material we have used in the past. As if much of the furniture that low designs, his sculptures are made of his favorite materials, Canadian maple wood and bronze. It's a wood that I always love because it's very modest and it's abundant and has a solidity and the fineness of the grain that I always enjoy working with. Um, it's a Canadian maple and with the slow oxidation from the air, it, it, it take on a tone, become more and more richer and warmer. All of these were made in Italy. I have a little workshop established to just work on these little objects uh, because they require very special gadgets, special tools to make them possible. Italy has a long history of uh, uh, development in making things. They have all the resources of research. I have never stopped any role, and I think I will continue to grow. It's like in the Renaissance in Italy. Architect is an engineer. He also paint. He also sculpt. Uh, even today, architects in Italy, they're not just designing buildings. They're also doing furniture, doing interior, even jewelry, even fashion, even clothes. They design all kinds of things. Born in Qingdao in 1962, Liu Daohong has lived through such turbulent periods as the Cultural Revolution and the Great Leap Forward. In his latest exhibition titled Childhood at the Hanart TZ Gallery's New Petter Building premise, he's showing 40 recent paintings on the theme of rebellion and childhood. When 
丑化我。当时对儿童来讲，就是天天看戏，比如说马上一会儿马路上就会有锣鼓响，一会儿就有人可能是揪斗什么人、批斗什么人，啊，一会儿有游街，一会儿有游行，或者半夜会突然有一个最高指示发表了，小孩会起来那个也跟着去看。生活在一个现实的社会里边，任何人，你只要是是一个那个清楚的这个人，清醒的一个人呢、啊，他都会自然就会有这样一种东西存在里边，不是说刻意的要政治化或者是怎么样。我觉得你生活上在当中必然会这个遇到这个真实的问题。小孩给遮蔽的太多，很多事情大人也不跟孩子讲，很多事情不让小孩知道，啊，小孩就知道的就是说可以说是挺虚幻的一个一个世界。最大一个问题现在，除了环境问题，就是一个孩子的问题，因为我觉得整个社会嘛，孩子的快乐指数大量的下降，就是小孩不幸福，我觉得是最大一个问题。We'll be back after the break. See you then. Welcome back. If you want to cycle on Hong Kong's roads, at least the urban roads, good luck. Last September, the then Commissioner for Transport, Joseph Lai Yitak, said the government did not encourage citizens to cycle on urban roads because of the potential dangers caused by cyclists competing for road space with motor vehicles. Still, some keen cyclists do cycle not only on those roads but on designated cycle paths and in places such as Lantau Island. A current film festival and exhibition celebrates their passion. Arts and music and film, they、um, express a way of life. We learn so much from society. Lives on its stories, and when you tell stories, people can learn. And it's also approachable; it's more fun、um, rather than getting political. I don't ride a bicycle because I'm an environmentalist. I ride a bicycle because it's the best way to get around. Brent Barber is the founder of the Bicycle Film Festival. In 2001, he was hit by a bus while cycling in New York. The negative experience inspired him to create something positive. Right after the accident, he founded the first bicycle film festival in New York to celebrate the bicycle through music, art, and film. The festival has travelled to more than 25 cities, from Milan to Tokyo, Moscow to Mexico City. This is its first time in Hong Kong. Well, every city is different culturally. Hong Kong is 
wonderful for riding um, around because every place is so close. It's a very um, small, dense city. However, it's a little difficult because the cars don't seem to respect people on bicycles. The people who drive the cars or the buses, they don't understand that there's a human being there. The main aim of the Bicycle Film Festival is to promote the cycling culture. The Hong Kong edition includes more than 50 films from around the world, all on bicycles and cycling. The bicycle is always a theme. Like we have films about people who are sports people. We have a, a film about a Paralympian. Um, but also we have a film about someone who builds bikes by hand in Italy, who's a master craftsman. Um, we also have a film about a bike shop owner in Beijing. Um, so there's just different aspects. There's a lot of, often a human story. Line of Sight was directed and filmed by Lucas Burnell. It's a first-person documentary of his various cycling activities over the past 10 years. As a racer and cycling cinematographer, Lucas designed his own equipment. There's one camera for forward so that I can get the riders going, you know, in front of me. And then the other camera, which is always a surprise what appears on this lens is the backward camera and the backward is for all those shots that you see uh, riders behind me and the way that the cameras turn on is basically I can put this on and then I can actually start recording. Lucas has been cycling for 25 years. He began filming 10 years ago after seeing a friend do it. His first helmet camera was less sophisticated than his present one. That camera had mini DV tape and it was pretty heavy and it wasn't real stable and I duct taped it and used Tupperware and I got it onto the helmet and you know I took that Canon Allura and I just dove into traffic and started riding and getting as much footage as I could. And then I took a bunch of batteries and taped them to the other side of the helmet so that I would have counterweight. Over the years, Lucas has modified the helmet camera. He takes it with him everywhere he goes to cycle. Accompanying the film festival, there are exhibitions of rare and vintage bicycles and photos at the Art Centre and at Three Agnes B Shops until the 25th of January. The local festival producer, Brian Fu, is hoping it will encourage more people to take to two wheels. I talked to a lot of people. Most of the concern is safety. They think the roads are very narrow and they, couldn't, they can't share the road with the cars. But actually, it's like that in every city. Cyclists have to be a little bit more aggressive to gain back their share on the road. Chen Sa was born in Chongqing, China. In 1996, at the age of 16, she appeared live on British television 
competing in the final of the prestigious Leeds International Piano Competition with Sir Simon Rattle conducting the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra. She's since been described as one of the brightest performers of her generation and has performed for audiences in Europe, China, Japan and the United States. This week, she's in Hong Kong, where she performed for the Hong Kong International Chamber Music Festival. Yesterday, she spoke to Billy Lee, the presenter of our sister show, Ai Fang Sen Kei Hello, welcome, Chen Sha. Hi. Welcome Hi. to our studio. My pleasure. Now, I understand that you have a concert coming up this week in Hong Kong. So, could you tell us a little bit about that background? Yes. Uh, the, uh, it will be an uh, opening gala concert on 16th. And as, um, um, you know, the Chamber Music Festival, I think it's their fourth, fourth year. And uh, we are doing a lot of pieces like uh, in a chamber form of uh, performing, uh, including the Defia Fire Dances. It's a really fantastic piece. Uh, but uh, now we are doing the version with the strings, mm -hmm. piano and the strings. So it's a really new experiment for me. And also including Gershwin, a fantastic American composer. And he composed uh, uh, American in Paris but we're doing in two piano version. I'm doing that with the uh, Israeli pianist, Inon um, uh, Barnatan, a new friend of mine. Um, and also including uh, crazy pieces like uh, with eight hands, wow. uh, you know, divided mm -hmm. by four pianists and sitting on two pianos. And we're doing Dukas and some Wagner. And I know that uh, your father is also a musician. Very much. I mean, uh, we are always, uh, we were always surrounded by uh, classical music uh, recording. Mm -hmm. By that time, with uh, um, a lot of tapes. Uh, so I think I must say, before I know the piano as an instrument, mm -hmm. I already fall in love with the, all the music. I, I'm, I think that was a luck. Um, I really appreciate their support to my studies. So as a Chinese, you know, playing a Western instrument like the piano, does that give you a, a very different perspe uh, perspective, you think? Sure. Uh, I think in some certain level, we do have a really like a typical oriental mm -hmm. mind uh, in aesthetic in music and how and, and you are very sensitive to to the colors. And also including we have our own um, system of being philosophy. And it's uh, actually very different from the Western. But when you really can walk through the, the artistic world and you, you find the connections and you can also link different things together and become right. a new picture, and which is really great. Yeah. Also, any future plans that you would like to share with us? Yes, some recordings as well. <laughs> uh, recording plans with the orchestra and also uh, featuring some fantastic modern Chinese mm -hmm. composers. Um, which I really look forward. And uh, what are you going to play for us today? Yes, a very lovely piece by Chopin, a mazurka, Opus 24, number 2. I hope you will like it. Thank you. 